0: Tiki Hut Media. Pop the top on your favorite beer, or whatever you drink, from Tiki Hut Media. This is Soul Ramblings with Jerry Wicker. Hey there, I'm Jerry. Welcome into Soul Ramblings for this week. You know, in a chaotic, uncertain, and sometimes hopeless world, we're called to be confident that God is at work. Hope doesn't ignore what is hard or gloss over the challenges of life, or rather, hope faces those challenges with the confident expectation that God is working all things together for our good. Hope allows us to face the realities of life with a spirit of trust, resilience, and perseverance. Most importantly, hope is not a feeling that comes and goes. Hope is work. Hope is a choice that we wake up and must decide to hold on to every day. Hope is a way of living in the world during times of joy and especially during times of suffering. And hope is a key part of our faith. So here are three ways you can choose hope in your life this week. One, remember, sometimes in our current struggles, we forget the incredible things God has gotten us through in the past. Yeah, we've been through some hardships before yes we have experienced setbacks loss and disappointment but you're here God has brought you this far and I bet that God has taught you shaped you and strengthened you along the way remembering the hard things we have made it through in the past gives us a greater hope that we can navigate our current situation spend some time this week remembering difficult seasons in your past and the way God has gotten you through those times Remembering how God has been faithful to us in the past gives us greater confidence that God will get us through our current situation as well. Another way we can choose hope in our life this week is act as if. That's a funny phrase. Act as if what? Act as if you know God is real. Act as if you know God is present in your life. Act as if you trust that God will come through for you. Often we say that we believe in God and then we don't act as if God is active and at work in our life. Without God, we're scared, timid, and often don't take risks that push us beyond our comfort zone. But if God is with us, that changes everything. We might take risks, try hard things, and step out with the firm belief that where our strength fails, God's strength will carry us. In the decisions you might be facing right now in your life, Act as if God is with you, because God is. And the third way you can choose hope in your life this week is sow seeds. Pope Francis recently said, the Holy Spirit has the power to fill us with the hope of Christ, in turn making us Christian vessels that bring hope to others rather than bitterness or desperation. As people of hope, we're called to bring that hope into the lives of others. When people look at you, do they see hope? Do you inspire hope in others? Answering honestly, we often fall short. If you're like me, too often I fear that I join the chorus of bitterness, cynicism, or desperation of the world. This week, focus on how you're showing up with and for others. Look for opportunities to sow seeds of hope for others instead of adding to the frustration or negativity that is so pervasive in our world. Remember, as followers of Christ, We are not promised an easy life, but we are promised that God walks with us through life's hardships and brings us through to the other side. God promises us that no force of this world or the next has the power to ultimately conquer us, but that our future is life and life abundant. Jesus comes to bring us that life, and because of that, we have reason to face the future with firm confidence. We have a reason to hope. We'll be right back after this short break. A woman in this country is battered every 15 seconds. Women living with disabilities have a 40% greater risk of experiencing domestic violence. Nearly 8 million days of work per year are lost as a result of domestic violence. The equivalent of 32,000 full-time jobs. The leading cause of injury to women ages 15 to 44 is domestic violence. Each year, about 324,000 pregnant women in this country are battered by their intimate partners. Most domestic violence offenses are not reported to law enforcement. And sometimes, it's just too late. Every day, three women are murdered at the hands of a current or former partner. Help is here. Call the Florida Domestic Violence Hotline or visit FCADV.org for more information or to find your local certified domestic violence center. Back on soul ramblings podcast i'm jerry hey wherever you're listening today if you're listening on spotify apple music amazon music google podcast we're on so many platforms wherever you're listening today click subscribe and that way you'll never miss a new episode of soul ramblings podcast and by the way coming up starting this sunday through the season of advent Every day, we'll have a daily brief devotional here on Soul Ramblings Podcast, so be sure to go and click subscribe, and you won't miss any of those episodes coming up starting this Sunday through Christmas. Psalm 111 says this, Praise the Lord. I will give thanks to the Lord with my whole heart, and the company of the upright, in the congregation. Greater the works of the Lord, studied by all who delight in them. Full of honor and majesty is his work and his righteousness endures forever. He has gained renown by his wonderful deeds. The Lord is gracious and merciful. He provides food for those who fear him. He is ever mindful of his covenant. He has shown his people the power of his works in giving them the heritage of the nations. The works of his hands are faithful and just. All his precepts are trustworthy. They are established forever and ever to be performed with faithfulness and uprightness. He sent redemption to his people. He has commanded his covenant forever. Holy and awesome is his name. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. All those who practice it have a good understanding. His praise endures forever. You know, worship of God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit is not easy, For one thing, most of us spend most of our week focused on ourselves and our needs. I mean, we have chores to fulfill, work to be done, bills to be paid, appointments to be kept. Sometimes we're burdened by anxiety about our friends and family. Other times, our own concerns overwhelm us. Maybe our greatest challenge is that we have been taught in one way or another that the point of worship is us, specifically Sunday worship. That attitude is only natural in a culture that teaches us in so many ways to focus on ourselves. In such a world, it's natural that church is presented to you as just another means for getting whatever it is you think you must have. Worship becomes primitive, a Jewish technique that some people find helpful in getting whatever it is that they want. Notice anything missing from this view of worship? God. This is where we come to get our assignments for the week. Okay, church, if you really want to be a Christian, then here's what you got to do. Work on your social attitudes, become more sensitive to the needs of others, and then do your part to meet those needs. Or sometimes church is presented as, as where we come to solve some problem that easily besets us. Are you feeling down and depressed? Come to church. We'll give you that boost you need for the week. Not know which way to go or which path to take next? Come to church, and I, the resident guru on all things related to your life, will spell that out for you in a sermon. Got family problems? Be patient. We'll fix all your family's weaknesses next Sunday. Unhappy in your work? I'll put six simple steps for having a happier time at work. You copy them down, go out and do the next steps in the coming week. You'll find that your boss is really a nice guy after all notice anything missing in all that advice-giving and busyness? God. That's what makes Psalm 111 all the more remarkable, because this psalm is focused entirely, obsessed completely with God. It's as if in this psalm, the psalmist says, you have spent the whole week self-concerned, obsessed with your problems, strategies, and plans. Now, for just a brief time, Let's all get together and refocus ourselves upon something larger than ourselves. Let's talk about God. And then the psalmist says, The works of the Lord are magnificent, the mountains, the sparrows, the waves that crash upon the shore, you, me, magnificent creations. God's deeds are majestic and glorious from a formless void. God created the bountiful world. Then God showed us how to live in the words and works of the commandments and the prophets forgiving us time and again giving us Jesus Christ for our salvation gathering us into God's church the body of Christ God is famous for his wondrous works renowned for such a diverse beautiful world widely acclaimed for the creation of the world's peoples, constantly constructing a way through when we thought there was no way out the Lord is full of mercy and compassion that means that time and again when our love failed When we turned away and arrogantly followed our own ways rather than God's way, God was merciful, slow to anger, full of steadfast love. God gives food to those who honor him. If we are looking for evidence of a good God, we don't have to look much further than our dinner table. God remembers his covenant forever. We didn't have to climb up to God. God climbed down to us and made promises to us. I'll be your God and you will be my people. I'll stick with you even when you wander away from me. I'll make you a light to the nations, witnesses to all the world's people of what a great God can do with people like you. God proclaimed his powerful deeds to his people. We didn't have to come up with God on our own. God came to us, spoke to us, revealed himself to us. We didn't have to attempt to stumble our way forward in the world. God showed up among us and showed us the way. Jesus Christ. A babe born in Bethlehem that grew up and taught a certain truth and walked a definite way is so typical of the way this God preaches to us in word and deed, letting us in on the truth about God. God's handiwork is honesty and justice. All God's rules are trustworthy. In a world of lies and liars and high places where we are bombarded with information and don't know what to believe. Who's telling the truth and who's not? God is to be praised as an honest, truth telling God. There's a lot of injustice in the world, and none of it comes from God. God is on the side of the oppressed against the oppressor, working for the victims of injustice. God sent redemption for his people. God commanded that his covenant last forever. In our sin, we couldn't come to God, so God, in Jesus Christ, came to us. God is a redeeming God who loves nothing better than to take our lost cause and make it his, who makes a way when we think there's no way, who transforms sinners and raises the dead. For all these reasons, no wonder the psalmist prods us to sing, holy and awesome is God's name. To know the truth about God, to get a clear picture of God's character and what God is up to in the world, this is one of the reasons why we come to church. It's about God. The psalmist says, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom, which is a Bible way of saying that we're not smart until we wise up about who God is and what God does among us. Fear is perhaps better rendered as awe, adoration, or even love. That's where true wisdom begins, with God, not with us. So we gather on a weekly basis to engage in an activity that doesn't come naturally to us self-centered self-consumed people we gather to worship god we experiment with the counter-cultural idea that of all the things we need in life what we need most is god in worship we confess that most of our pressing needs in life are insoluble by our own efforts we need some power greater than our own powers we've got to have some source of hope Beyond our own design, we need God. I hope that while you're here with us on Soul Ramblings podcast and when you're at church on Sunday, you do receive some helpful guidance that you can put into use this coming week. I hope that if you come here full of anxiety, that you may receive a new sense of peace and well-being. But mostly I hope that you will meet and be met by God. That eventful meeting is the source of all your greatest hope. That's the one thing that church does that occurs nowhere else in our community. That's the gift you need most, God. You are not only saving a child's life, you're breathing life back into that family. We have phenomenal research, outstanding clinical care, and the generosity of public, which allow us to treat patients regardless of what it takes. At St. Jude, families never receive a bill for treatment, travel, housing, or food because the only thing a family should worry about is helping their child live. Because of you. Because of you. Because of you. There is St. Jude. Donate now at stjude.org. I want to thank you for the gift and privilege of your time this week. I know there are a lot of podcasts out there you could listen to and spend your time listening to. And time is valuable. Your time is valuable. And you chose to spend your time listening to us today. Don't forget, beginning this Sunday and every day through the season of Advent up until Christmas weekend, we will have a daily devotion every day, brief daily devotion. Be sure to click subscribe wherever you're listening right now. That way you won't miss any of those episodes leading up to Christmas in Advent here on Soul Ramblings Podcast. And as we get ready to scoot out the door for this week, here is a last piece of advice. If you believe in goodness and if you value the approval of God, fix your minds on whatever is true and honorable and just and pure and lovely and praiseworthy. I'm Jerry Wicker. Until next week, keep the conversation going. Grace, peace, cheers. Thanks for listening to Soul Ramblings with Jerry Wicker. Download new episodes every week. And if you haven't already, subscribe and be sure to leave us a rating and review. Soul Ramblings is a Tiki Hut Media production.